Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right time. She looking cozy, now that's a bust down. Julius Pepper is like it was known that he was like an NFL talent and that he was going to play college. I mean, play in the NFL, but he still played college basketball for UNC. So I mean, this is kind of this is kind of crazy. He's he's gonna play tight end. They got a so a basketball player who's never played football at the collegiate level. At the collegiate level, is now going to get a shot to play tight end at the NFL. You got to imagine what would training camp be like in that position. Like you're learning the game, <laughs> and everyone else is like seasoned. Like they've been yeah. getting good at football for at least a few years. Yeah. No, that's um. Not only that, they've been training for it like their whole life. Like, right. For this exact opportunity right. to yeah, make for the this team. opportunity, you're you're coming off of playing. March Madness basketball, which is like, it's obviously a crazy difference because during that whole time, like, I'm pretty sure that uh, during the tournament, teams aren't practicing hard or, like, aren't, like, going dumb hard in practice because they obviously have games and stuff. But, like, the transition between that and, you know, the end of the season, practices obviously lighten up a little bit. But those other guys, when they got out of football, they were just, like, hitting the gym and going mad hard trying to you know get prepared for the draft and he's coming fresh off the fresh off the uh tournament run i I love it honestly it's like kind of a bold ass move uh for people who don't know what we're talking about um marcos is that's the name right marcos santos silva yep so he uh the browns have signed him um as an undrafted free agent uh he is a 6'6 261 pounds he's never played college football uh, was a hooper his whole life, and now that he's gonna take his shot at uh, becoming the next what Antonio Gates, Travis Kelsey type of guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean not Travis Kelsey because he played in college, obviously. But. Yeah, no, nah, it's uh, it's definitely like a, it's, it's interesting. He's a big like we always say like, can basketball guys translate like to football like, just yeah. based off their size and ability and athleticism, and this will be like a prime example of. He's just a 6'6", 260, like, yeah. big guy. Yeah. The thing you know what like, I mean? I mean, basketball, like, you do have to be able to catch the ball. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, given that, I mean, I'm not going to doubt him, but there's a lot more to football than just, like, if he's going to play tight end, like, he's going to have to know the blocks, like, understand the game at an NFL level. So, I mean. The thing that's tough is, like, when you're in this position as a hooper, well, for one, <laughs> if I'm another – Rookie on that team, I'm smoking him. On yeah, the like field. you don't like like every opportunity you get to go against this dude in a drill, like you have to be like, damn, he like he made it this far, and all he did was hoop. Yeah, I worked my <laughs> ass off my whole life. Yeah, to get this opportunity, and he's still across from me on the same field. Like you got to get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, like at that point. Yeah, nah, that's it. it that's a wild kind of concept too. Like you got these other guys who you know. They're literally out there trying to make their mark, and you know, as a tight end, you got to go. You got to be able to block the the unblockables (laughs) and be able to and be able to like get up to get tackled by like linebackers and safeties. So like at any point, you can have any type of player guarding you (laughs) if you're playing tight end, which is the interesting part because it's like not only are you transitioning from basketball to football, you're going to like. The position where you'll you'll interact with almost everybody on the field. Yeah, you'll interact that's with defense. each level of the defense. Yeah, the D line, the linebackers, <laughs> and the secondary. Like, yeah. So, like, I, hey man, I wish him the best. That's it, it's it's like crazy story. You know what I mean? But hey, weirder things have happened, right? Definitely. And he is from Mass, so we always root him for yeah. any from anybody from Mass. Taunton only about thirty minutes outside of Boston. Um, and so a lot of guys from Mass have actually been getting this opportunity, um, and that was only evidenced by what we saw in the draft as well, which happened uh, last week and then going into the weekend. 
Um, a bunch of mask guys got their names shout called. Shout out to all the masks. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I know them. <laughs> like, Word. Shout out to Louis Seen, who was drafted in the last pick of the first round by the Vikings. Like, Kid's been a stud since he was a freshman, sophomore, high school at Everett. And just was a tremendous player at Georgia. And now, like, you know, the sky's the limit on the Vikings. Like, I think he's a guy that's going to come and play immediately. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, their secondary needs it yeah. anyway. So, it's like, um, you know, with him coming in, he was part of that Everett team that won the championship, too. So, it's funny. Uh, Everett won two state championships with him. And not only was he on the team, one of his teammates was Isaiah Likely, who was picked up in the fourth round of the draft. Um you know, he he was a tremendous player coming out of high school in Massachusetts. Um, ended up going to Coastal Carolina where he had, you know, he just put up ridiculous numbers almost each year as a tight end in, in, the, um, in their conference. And especially his junior and senior year, he, uh, you know, was like a runner-up, I think, his junior year for like best tight end in the nation and then won it his senior year. So it's like. You know this dude. This dude's a stud, and he. These two guys were both on the same high school. Yeah, team. same team. You can see why they won the state championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the other like guys they got playing in like the Big Ten and shit right now, like Mike Samer still from Michigan and stuff like that. But um, you know, shout out to them too. Then shout out to the uh, the guys who were picked up for camp um, by teams, Joshua Unujuego. Yeah, that's a crazy story. To, I mean, you guys, and I, yeah, like, you know him personally. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about him later. But then the other one who was recently picked up was um, EJ Perry, who went to Andover High School. And I, I believe he went to BC before he transferred to Brown. But he ended up being a great player for Brown, great quarterback. And, you know, he got picked up by the Browns, I believe. Was it the Browns? Uh, Eagles? Eagles. Eagles. Eagles, Browns. Yo, homie from um, <laughs> homie from that got picked up by the Browns. He actually went to to Taunton, Taunton High, and then Bridgewater Random, right and before uh, Vermont Academy. Vermont Academy right? That's yeah. fire. I think I I want to say he played on Bruce's team his senior year, like when Bruce was a senior in high school at yep. Vermont Academy. Bruce Brown. Yep. I believe they were on the same basketball team, but I'm not sure. He no, he was a, he was a good player. Um, played against him at AAU a couple times actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just glad to see all these guys getting some recognition. I mean, when we were in high school, right, we could barely name anybody that was heading to the draft, going. I mean, back when I was in college, probably right after high school, I think Mo Hurst might have been one of the, the first ones I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he went to the Raiders. I believe he's still in the league. Um, so There has been a couple, like. Yeah, there's a few. There, yeah, there's been a couple, but, like, not as not – as, like the guys who are the the guys in the state when you know the the big name high school guys, those weren't per se the guys who ended up getting drafted. You know what I mean? Like the Gatorade Player of the Years like, and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like uh, think about um, like Joe Gaziano. Like even right? Gaziano, I I believe he got picked up by somebody. I don't I don't know if he's still playing in the league right now, but you know he was a he was a monster. Look at that look at that picture right there though. Those, those both these guys <laughs> played on the same high school team. That's crazy, and they're both in the same draft. Coming out of Massachusetts, that's wild. I don't know. I don't know if that if that's how y'all feel, but like that's definitely how I feel. We got two guys in the same draft, and they were on the same high school team. Like, yeah. And uh, shout out to Lucina, uh because he's Haitian too. So yeah. you know, I got to shout out my Zoes when I get the chance. <laughs> Not only is you from Boston, you a Zoe from Boston. Yeah. You know, we one of a kind people. Um, His journey's crazy too, because like he was an immediate starter, I believe, at Everett and won back-to-back state championships, and then he went to a camp in the spring of his junior year, I believe, and like Deion Sanders was there and was like, "Yo, you need to come to my school and like <laughs> you need to come play for me now." <laughs> and that's hard. He, he made the move. <laughs> I would too. Like, Who wouldn't? <laughs> Like, especially he's a DB that only plays defense. Like, he didn't play offense in high school. Oh, yeah. When you got one only, of those guys. He only yeah. played safety. Like, you know, like everybody, most guys, like, try to play two ways or plays. Like, he played safety. Like, yeah. I play defense, coach. <laughs> like, I don't play offense. I love that, though. Defensive player of the game in last year's college football playoff. 
championship. Yeah. Like, he was making some big love plays to see it. that whole game. Shout out to Mass, man. And um, I think one of the quotes from one of those guys, I can't remember which one. Uh, I was reading the article, and they talked about how, um, you know, they're glad to be drafted, and this coming season they're going to show people that people from Mass can play play ball. Yeah. Because that's just something. We're one of those small states that doesn't get a lot of recognition, even though we do have those spurts of talent coming out of the state. Yeah. And, like, for them to just have that identity – and carry that with them, bro. That's like the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Being from Boston, being from the city. They know how unappreciated. Yeah, because you know how hard it is to get out of here and like to be able to succeed on this type of platform. And like it really shows these inner city kids in Dorchester, Mattapan, Roxbury. Like they, I know they're all looking at them like, damn, like what? He's from Everett? Like <laughs> I can go to Everett. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> these, are, these are very reachable attainable dreams for us it's not it's not like it's just you know one of those things where these are once a once in a generation players these are these are guys that are you know just kids from mass you know what i mean this is the talent we've seen obviously they're great athletes and they're yep. now at a point of their careers where they're going to be playing against the best players in the world but like Lewisine is one of the most physically opposing high school players i think i've ever seen <laughs> and, and that was him as a sophomore so I mean, I, I just hope I hope it tra- their game translates well into the league, and I hope yep. they're able to sustain long careers because it'll just show people and prove people more and more that Massachusetts football is legit. It's not like we, this isn't something that you know is taken lightly around here. Like people care about football just as much as people in the South do. You know what I mean? Definitely. We just don't have like per se the resources. That the weather and the long yeah. summer, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, That's extended, all it is. the extended nine month summer, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I mean, obviously, the page, uh, Patriots, <laughs> the NFL no, draft, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> we can just skip over them for the draft. yeah, yeah. I don't even want to talk about the Patriots draft, but the NFL draft happened last week, um, and some obviously, we just talked about the mass guys that got drafted, but there was a whole lot of talent. I uh, went to a whole lot of different teams. Some teams, you know, on paper, got a lot better. But um, as we know, and as Rashad and I have talked about as well, not all these picks pan out. Uh, most of them don't, in fact. So Every year. Yeah, <laughs> every single year. You're going to hear the best, you know, reports on these guys when they're drafted. They show the best clips. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that is the peak for some of these guys. You know, they don't have a brighter moment in the NFL than that draft. So, Definitely don't want to take it away from them. Shout out to everybody um, who got drafted, whether it's first round, seventh round. I mean, we've seen talent come in all shapes, sizes, and Word. have all types of longevity, regardless of where they're picked. I mean, like once you're in, like you just got to yeah. show who you are, bro. Like that's- you got to show up, and um, that's always been so intimidating to me. The idea of like coming into camp, like you were literally fighting for a job, yeah. and like now football is not your hobby; it is your work. It's how you make a living. Yeah. And it's like, that's just a, to have the mentality of like, okay, I'm coming in. I have to go to work and I have to be the best at what I do to just stay on the roster. Yeah. Like, <laughs> especially coming in, like, not when you're like a guy who's been there, like, you're, yeah, you yeah. know, you're on the team. Like, if you're coming in, like, because the training camp rosters be kind of thick. Yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, <laughs> you need to get to the 53, baby. Who's leaving? Like,. <laughs> You got slim down, a little slim fast. <laughs> so. yeah, you, you get that you get that call from coach to come to the office with your playbook. Yeah, Word. Coach, you see, uh, bring your playbook. Ooh, we don't see hard knock turf. Yeah. You <laughs> They see dude walk in the room, they like, yo, please no. Please no, not me. Yeah. Coach yep. need to see it. Uh bring your playbook. Uh bring your jerseys. Coaches be like, you know, you're a fantastic player. It's just we don't want you here. <laughs> Like you know, we we got fifty three spots, and we're kind of we're kind of big at your position. We got eight guys. You know? <laughs> we always got always got eight guys at your position. Word. It's never it's always life. my position. <laughs> we got too many guys in my position, but and then they swear to tell you like, nah, but you can play in this league. Yeah, like I wouldn't I, know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see another team passing up on you. It's just like oh, our our team. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, bro? Like you literally just like your your team with four and sixteen last year. Yeah. And you telling me another team's gonna want me? Like, Word. Hey, what, bro? I'm hella discouraged. <laughs> 
Yeah, now you get told off by like the Jaguars. Word. <laughs> like the Texans. They're like, yeah, sorry. I'm like, you sons of. <laughs> Word. Especially like, because you get cut and then they swear you got a chance in the league. Da 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 da. You'd be like, hey, you know, maybe we can, uh, if you clear waivers, get you on the practice squad. They ain't, they ain't hear back from them. They ain't hear nothing about yeah, no practice bro. squad after that. Most of these guys. Wait, nah, I just thought of something. I remember I seen. It was a, a cut for, like, one of the other professional leagues. And, like, I guess they cut homie because he said he wanted, like, pizza oh, instead yeah. of, like, a salad or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Bro. I can't – I think it's uh, – What league was it? That was uh, semi-pro league. USFL? Yeah, yeah. USFL, yeah. And um, they let a guy go because, I guess, he was, like, saying he didn't want to eat whatever. And like, I guess he must have did it in some disrespectful way. Yeah. Or whatever. That's what the oh, coach no. thought. Because they had the video of it. which is Oh, you want more pizza? Co- Get yeah. the fuck out. He, nah, like, he had him in the like the video in the office when he was cutting him. And like he's like, I honestly like didn't say anything. Like I just said no. Like I'd rather have this. And he's like, yeah, this is like conduct detrimental to the team. Like they let his ass go, bro. I was like, nah, yo. Not conduct he really detrimental came in, to He the really team. came in and said, you eat honey buns, man. <laughs> <laughs> you eat honey buns, man. Bro, that shit was crazy. Put the honey bun down. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, bro. That's different. Yo, but that league is funny. I thought I saw a clip clip the other day of a like a dude the on the field with a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, bro, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just like that's he was so like wreck, bro. Doing like practice rush with a cigarette. Yeah, in his mouth remind some, me uh, of homie number zero from yeah. or number X with from the. From uh, the longest yard, oh. <laughs> he took off the uh, took out the cigarette, and burned the dude in the middle of the pile. <laughs> yo, that movie's that's a classic. Yo, I know, like that, that yo. Just to jump off to it real quick, like, bro, football movies always end up being funny movies. Oh, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, like even if they're not meant to be a comedy, you're gonna find some just because football culture is hilarious. Like yeah. in certain aspects of funny. it. Like, like locker room. Just think about a locker room scene, remember the Titans? Like, yeah, yeah. Even, oh my God. <laughs> and like, sunshine from sunshine. <laughs> I feel like the gameplay of football and football movies is like never like Oh oh it's good. terrible. It's always oh, ass. It's like, it's Friday just like, night lights if, like if Friday Night Lights was alright. The TV yes. show was alright. It was alright, and, and the movie was alright. Um, like you gotta give credit where it's due, but most of them all American, all American <laughs> gameplay <laughs> chips, bro. I'm like, he's all American. <laughs> Is this your king? <laughs> like, bro, like, yo, nah. uh, Blue Mountain State's another one. If you go back to those episodes, I don't even remember. Play, it, like, that show game. is so good. You don't watch one game of theirs. They, the nah, only game they show is the one in the bro. field. Literally, if you're listening to this, go watch an episode of Blue Mountain State. They run the same pass play every time. I am not kidding you. In every play, it's just like, yo, there's a scene where the play action. The, the, court, the quarterbacks are balancing it out. It's Radon Randell and it's Alex yeah. Moran. And they That's literally so run in the same play over and over again, bro. It's hilarious. I was like... Yeah, y'all ain't put no effort into the football part of the show. Yeah. Ain't, no, ain't nobody going to tell me that Nelly ain't nice at football, though. Yeah. yeah. Megan. <laughs> Nelly would know he's making no it. Cleats. Um, uh, Megan. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the movie version of Shady McCoy right there. <laughs> yeah, dogs. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. With a mix of Jamal Charles. But, um. He's so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. What y'all think about the the draft, like in entirety? Did you guys enjoy it? Did you did did we pay attention to it? Did we Look, care as much as recent years? Like, I ain't care as much as recent years because I felt there wasn't as much blue chip talent. Uh, I thought the draft was deep in some places, but overall there weren't like those undeniable players where it's like, nah, like a Miles Garrett comes in, everybody knew he was going to do exactly what he does. Like Aaron Donald. I mean, even some people weren't as high as Aaron Donald, but he was still a high first-rounder. So it's like, um, you know, this year I felt like there was just a lot of question marks more than anything. Everybody had question marks about every player. And uh, at that point, like the Jaguars trying to trade back for a month or so, and no one, there was no one to trade back with. And then they go with Trayvon Walker, which um, I know Rashad talked about. You know, a lot of people thought, yeah, I don't know if that's, you know, the best number one pick, but – uh, nonetheless, it was it was entertaining just to see the thought process behind some of the selections, um, and then it wasn't entertaining once we got to the Pats and I saw what we did. Uh, 
And trust me, I, I, look, Cole Strange, I think that guy's going to be a great player. I just don't think the value is, is there, and I think we could have got him a little bit later. But uh, I don't want to go too in, de- in deep detail with the Pats because uh, that'll just make me sad. Um, so let's go to Rashad. Rashad's been quiet, and your Ravens have one of the best drafts. Like, how you feeling? You should be, like, ecstatic. Why we got to talk straight about the Ravens? We can't talk about all the teams? I mean. You see the deflection? What you mean? <laughs> Man's not ready to talk about his team. Yet. <laughs> um, one thing I do I want to talk about is like this is like the first draft in recent memory for me, or I think in I, my lifetime where I've seen a quarterback not get drafted top ten, or like top fifteen. Yeah, Kenny I Pickett was picked at twenty. Last one was a uh, EJ Manuel back in twenty thirteen. He was picked like maybe like thirteenth or something or ninth or. It was like eighth or ninth, but either way, that was the last one I remember where it wasn't like top like five. Top five picks, yeah. yeah. So that 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 was pretty cool to me. Like, first of all, seeing the the value of receivers going up in the league and seeing like how like you know what I mean, like what people are like trying to do now as far as like getting the getting the athletes and just getting guys who just like are good at with the ball in open space and stuff like that, and like having more value to them because you know if you got a good enough quarterback now you just need to surround them with those pieces. And, you know, teams starting to realize that. Um, I thought, for me, the biggest winners of the draft were the Ravens and the Jets. I thought they undeniably had two of the best uh, draft nights. But then there was uh, the acquisition of uh, A.J. Brown to the Eagles just, like, secured their spot in the draft for me. Like, as like they knew what they were – they knew what they wanted out of this draft, and they they maximized their potential. Now it's all on Jalen Hurts at this point for me. Like, they've given you the talent. They've given you pieces, and they've seen what you could do with, you know, young young guys, young talent. Now you get a veteran receiver who's proven in the league. It's, it's time to show up and show out. No, yeah, I think uh, those three teams, uh, in particular, I was really high on what the Jets did, even just hearing, um, you know, their press conferences and what they talked about. I mean, they got three of their top eight guys on their draft board. And if you're a GM and you feel like you got three of, you know, the best players at their positions, like, they got some studs based on what we've seen in college. Obviously, it doesn't always translate, but especially with the Jets. Um, so I'll make that very clear, <laughs> but yeah. nonetheless, uh, on paper, like three guys that are great fits on both sides of the ball. Um, I mean, in that premier position, you know, they had a corner D lineman and then, um, Garrett Wilson, at receiver, Garrett like Wilson. those are all game changing positions. Like if you have a stud there, so, yeah. and you had three swings at it. I yeah, like that those boy picks. sauce. Mm-hmm. Sauce. Yeah, he's like, tough. Yeah. He's, I want to see what he turns into, into the league. Like. In the league, like yeah, I don't want to say the next Reavers, but Sauce gonna—he already got his own nickname, so yeah. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Like it's hey. gonna be interesting. And then they got what I—well, who I think is probably the best receiver in the in the draft this year, and um, Garrett Wilson. I think that he's he's tremendous. I think he yeah, was—he's he's one of the—he's one of the uh, great players, and I think that his game will translate quick. It's um, it's another one of those things where yo now it's uh. Zach Wilson, like, let's do it. Like, you had a decent yeah. rookie year. Let's you got pieces around you now. They cleaned up some other some other things like on the O line and stuff like that. And so, you know, it's looking like everybody in the AFC East is doing shit, but the Patriots. You know what I mean? Trying to get better, but the Patriots. So, uh, I was impressed with the um, with the Jets. I think that Brees Hall is a great running back, and that was a steal for them getting him as late as uh, getting him in the second round as just like, you know, on top uh, of yeah, the three picks you already had. On top of what you already had, if that if you're able to get a strong running back, (laughs) like like Brees Hall coming out like. You got it, like you know what I mean. Especially nowadays, I mean Robert Sala is making moves right now, bro. Like, yeah, he's making some noise. And um, it's funny because the Jets are always one of those teams where you're like, man, this is the same old Jets. But we were talking about it. Like, when he was headed there, it was like, all right, like, he's got work to do. But, like, this is the groundwork for, like, what he's trying to build, yeah. the foundation he's trying to create for that franchise. Um, and it's so frustrating being a Pats fan and seeing 
the teams in your division all getting like significantly better in my opinion mm-hmm. uh, just based on some of the moves made like they're they're thinking better yeah. like as as in the front office in the coaching staff they're making better decisions now which is i mean yeah the product might not translate directly but at some point they're going to get those wins based on the smart decision making that they're doing yeah now I mean, is it going to be this year? Who knows what's going to happen? But they're definitely in a better position now, every other team in the AFC East, than they have been in previous years to to make some noise. Yeah. So I'll still say, as a Pats fan, like, the Jets' draft is definitely impressive. And, like, it definitely gives me that feeling that you were describing. Like, all the teams in our conference or in our division are making better moves than us. And it's like, damn, where is that going to leave us? Like, I still think that we can beat the Jets because they're the Jets. And they're gonna have to nah, show yeah, me yeah. that, like, of course, this, there's yeah. a change. Yeah. Of Games the guard. gotta be played. Like, Absolutely, the Jets are like they, they're they're doing it. Like I, I can see, I, I see the Jets. I see what yeah. they're trying to do, and I'm <laughs> like, I just want to see if it becomes something on paper. This, not even on paper on the field this year, and it's like, at, to this point, the Jets aren't better than the Pats. The Bills yeah, are. Yeah, I can confidently say. And it's just like it. Miami, need, Miami just picked up Tyreek, so. Yeah, and so Miami. that's another issue. Then I want to see what that looks like. Miami sweep us last year too. Yeah, they oh. beat us the first game of the season too. We've had some first and last. Miami yeah, just had our last, number, bro. boy. These last couple years, I was definitely at that game. But um, but yeah, so it's tough. I mean, for the AFC East, but um, there were a lot of movements, and not just you know in terms of the draft. Those are the teams we do like. Um, obviously, we mentioned the Patriots not having the best draft, but there's just the trades that were happening during the draft. Marquise Brown. Goes from the Ravens uh, over to the Cardinals, partners yeah. with DeAndre Hopkins. And then we find out today DeAndre Hopkins is going to be suspended for six games. Um, I mean, which they probably knew before. Yeah, exactly. So, which makes sense as to why the – so, though, I think, um, like, on the outside looking in, it came full circle as far as that trade happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think there's a sense – there's speculation um, that the Cardinals had already – knew about the suspension that was pending yeah. upon uh, D-Hop, uh, which then makes sense as to why um, the Ravens, um, after hearing about, after Hollywood requesting a trade, which was why he got traded, um, and they were, like, surprisingly able to keep that on the DL because That's what I don't I'm know saying. if y'all heard, but, I, I, I mean, he, Hollywood wanted to, he requested a trade after the season. Um, oh, dang. And, it also came out that like he was also not happy the past two seasons. He had yeah. he doesn't uh, like the style of their offense. He says it's crazy because yeah. I never knew like that was his perspective. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, and then I understand it though because yeah, the we, way the Ravens you, are like, there's really only two receivers I mean, on the field we, most of the time. We've said it in the past like the Ravens aren't like a receiver friendly offense. That's not yeah. necessarily the one the team you just dying to go to if you're a receiver. Yeah. Um, but the, they win games. The culture is fire. Lamar's there. Great quarterback, like so. I'm sure Hollywood. It was very conflicting for him, because you know Lamar had the tweet after, like you know what the f, like yeah. I, so clearly he might not have had a heads up really at the time. I'm sure him and Marquise probably talked it out. I after. saw it on Damn. I Am Athlete that he said that Lamar knew. So oh, okay. no, he knew. He knew. I just think yeah. so. People. So there's speculation that as far as Lamar's tweet about after the trade happened, they, they already he already knew. He I think. The tweet was just him able to really express that after it had came out because he already knew prior. Yeah. Okay. So I think I don't think he wanted to for the, for them to keep it on the on the down low so long. Like if if they wanted people to know, I think he would express that sooner, like via social media. So I think like the timing of that tweet made sense for him to tweet out at the time because like all right, well now the entire world knows. So yeah. I'm now gonna, that it's happened, I'm gonna express no, how yeah. I feel. But um, I think from like. I think everything came full circle as far as you talked about how the Ravens had a one of the best drafts this year. Um, they were able to capitalize on getting an extra first round pick um, because, I mean, now we can assume that the the Cardinals were so desperate that they were able to will, they were willing to give up that first round pick because they knew D Hop wasn't going to be playing. Um, and then again, so I think it was it's a win win um, for both teams. Um, obviously, like you said. The Ravens were able to land Kyle Hamilton. Somehow he slipped uh, to 14. It was my favorite pick of the draft. Um, guys are stuck. And then the Ravens were able to get Tyler Lindenbaum with that, with that uh, I think, 20, 
between 23 and 25, um, which was the Cardinals pick. Um, so it makes sense. And I think it's everybody wins as far as this trade. You know, Hollywood goes back. He has that, that chemistry, him and Kyler back at OU. Um, and he, I mean, as for now, he's the number one in that offense until Hop- Hopkins comes back. So um, I think like now that, you know, the suspension has came out about D-Hop, it all comes full circle. Um, you know, from the standpoints of both organizations. Yeah, I love the move for them. Um, and, I mean, that, with the Cardinals, I think it's tough, though, because you do have to end up paying Marquise. Yeah, I mean, they they plan on picking up his fifth-year option. and um, Oh, yeah, they're going to have to. Also, <laughs> um, it's funny because well, – it's not funny, but it's very interesting that D-Hop missed the last – he missed the last five games this past season. Um, and then now he's going to be missing an extra yeah, the first six, six games. So um, so he'll be missing, like, over a third of, of this year, unfortunately, for them. Um, but, I mean, as we know, they have, like, a bunch of weapons in the offense. Yeah. Um, but they don't have D-Hop there. And then we saw, like, even last, dating back to uh, not this past season, but the year before that, what they how that panned out for the Cardinals when they weren't able to have, um, you know, a combination of either Kyler or – or D hop on the field, so but now they got Hollywood, so we'll be able to see how that um, how that transpires. But I mean, you know, they got you know they got the chemistry and you know the the wide receiver chemistry between Hollywood and, and Kyler, but you know D hop's not there, so yeah, uh, PED um, violations. Yeah, who knows the specifics, so, but yeah. Nonetheless, know how that go. He's probably going to appeal it. Probably not going to work. Uh, he's going to miss six games. But, you know, what's interesting about that is uh, with D-Hop coming back on the back half of the season, um, maybe Cliffs Kingsbury and the Cardinals can stop choking in the second half of the season and can actually, like, finish strong and head into the playoffs because that's kind of been the narrative with them. And D-Hop, I mean, obviously you don't want him to be out the first six games. But given his injuries, his, his health uh, recently – um, you know, if you can, if you can manage those six games, especially with the talent you guys have on offense, you should be in position to get D hop back at full strength week seven. Maybe you still have a bye week. Maybe you don't, not sure how that's going to play out, but nonetheless, having him on the back half with fresh legs and like he can, can he practice or no? No, no, okay. he can't. Uh, I don't believe you can practice when you're suspended. I mean, I, I think I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure I'm you can sure practice. But depending on depending on the suspension, I'm sure that there are circumstances where guys are able to to practice. Yeah. But even um, if, even if he's not practicing, it's like he's gonna be able to get back to form with a few weeks of play. So it's um, it's tough to see. But I think the addition of Hollywood would have been more like prevalent if D Hop was on the field. I mean, Bill get there. You know, I mean, assuming they everyone stays healthy. Um, that's the thing for Hollywood too. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, injuries is part of. I mean, anyone can get hurt. Um, I mean, that's the thing. That's another like overlooked, um, I guess, or a narrative that's kind of just kind of like overused as far as players being injury prone. Like, I mean, it's football. Like anybody can get hurt. Like any yeah, week, at, like, any, at any point, anybody's yeah. injury. I, I mean, anybody's injury prone, but. Um, as I mean, I think as far as the draft goes, just backtracking a little bit, um, I am like kind of puzzled about, not puzzled, but I want to see how Trayvon Walker pans out, um, and if he pans out the way that the Jags expect him to, just as far as um, comparing the two the two DNs that two top DNs that went one and two, um, and the Jaguars taking Trayvon Walker number one. Aiden Hutchinson, number two, who both guys were touted. I mean, I think Aiden Hutchinson was touted as the number one D end. Um, but just as far as that goes, um, I wouldn't say I'm confused, but I think it's really interesting that the – and, Jamel, we talked about this, um, how Trayvon Walker went number one. And I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not knocking him by any means, but um, I think statistically – He's less proven than Aiden Hutchinson when you look at the the college numbers. Um, you know, this past season, Trayvon Walker had six sacks compared to 
uh, Hutchinson's um, what fourteen or sixteen and no fourteen sacks, um, and then combine that with the fact that you know Georgia they produced you know a bunch of you know defensive studs this year, um, and so him being surrounded by so many guys, I think we see every year how um, you know teams in the in the draft they fall in love with guys' metrics and his their size potential and yeah as a, as opposed yeah. to you know the the proven guys um you know aka Kyle Hamilton slipping to number 14 uh to Baltimore um an example but um Trayvon Walker being the less proven guy statistically and I'm not saying he won't pan out but I think sometimes when you ha- like I don't think you ever want to especially in the number one pick, I don't think you ever want to overcomplicate that. Um, and I mean that as far as Hutchinson, again, being the more proven guy. Um, and then you look at the track record um, for the the Jags when they have top picks, such as guys like, I don't know, Clavon Chasen and uh, I think C.J. Henderson they drafted a couple yeah. of years ago. Um, and then now, and I don't want to say Trayvon Walker, but, I mean, he's a less proven guy. Um, when you compare him to Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, but no, I agree with you. I think a lot of this with uh, the Jaguars uh, has me wondering about Trent Bach uh, because he was catching a lot of fire um, with Urban Meyer situation and just for, like you said, previous draft picks that haven't gone as well. Um, and people thought that they were going to clean house entirely. But the owner, Shot Khan, and Trent Bach, they decided, you know, he should stay, get another chance. I don't know. He must have sweet-talked him something crazy because he's still there after all the BS happened. And I know a lot of Jaguars fans, from just what I see on social media, don't really want him there at this point in time. They wanted to kind of have a fresh, fresh start, especially when you got Trevor Lawrence, you're trying to groom, things like that, and you're trying to add pieces around your roster to make it enticing for him to stay long-term. But, yeah, so Trent Bogg, I don't know. I'm questioning uh, his decision-making to some extent. I'm sure Jags fans are as well. I just thought it was interesting because, you know, he was supposed to be part of that regime that kind of got kicked to the curb. But um, somehow he ended up staying in Jacksonville. So we'll see how the draft pans out. Um, Obviously, games have to be played. And, you know, people overhype guys all the time. They also underhype guys all the time. Um, Could be the one time the Jaguars hit on the pick. But, if recent history uh, is any, you know, um, yeah, like I don't, I don't know if uh, it's going to pan out the way they want it to just because it hasn't really in the past like 10 years. But, well, I guess back to the Super Bowl. I guess that was the their highlight. Whatever happened to like grabbing the best available player? Like, you know what I mean? I think some people are so like kind of like caught up in their draft strategies that even if a guy drops, sometimes they'd rather stick to it than go like, yo, this th- entire time. Th- I'm sorry to cut God. you off. This just like you this triggering me because the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we it if you want to talk about a team that does that, like our draft board don't look like nobody else's. Not at all. I don't I don't even want to know what Bill's draft board looks like, but I just know it looked crazy. And it's like. I mean, I just think that like Nicobe Dean dropping to the third round is like that was I was they, criminal they, at the time. There are so many teams that need backers in the NFL, and, and not, like yeah. he is the clear cut. Like for me, he's like literally the top two at the position yes, in this draft. In this draft, like, so it's it like was, so like for teams that have been struggling defensively and struggling stopping the run, which is like a quarter of our league, like. That has that's disappointing to me. Like, just as far as like, how do you let a guy this talented drop, and then you see a team that's been killing it in the draft, and they just say, you know what, fuck it, yeah. we'll grab them. Yeah, why not? We'll, we'll grab them. Nobody else wants them. We'll grab them. And it's not like they need yeah. it. Like, you know, obviously any team can use a Nicole, could could use a Nicole Dean, but like, you know, what I mean, they went out and said, we're gonna we're gonna make this shit shake, like. And I honestly think that for me was the steal of the draft, like him going in the third, yeah. him going in the third round and watching how many teams. Because I was over here with Jamel and we were sitting there. I think the whole first round, like, damn, like, yeah, Kobe Dean's still up there. And then we was watching the second round. We're like, oh, the Pats can get him. Oh, like, oh, the Pats can get him. Like, we we actually could use some run stop right now. And, and no. nope. So, 
Um, I, you know, I got complete trust in Bill. Like, as far as like, he's a coach. He's a winning coach. He's won more than he's lost in his career. And like, what he's done for the Patriots has been nothing short of incredible with six uh, championships. But he, he, there has always been a question for me in his drafting strategy. And yeah, he's drafted two of the greatest players of all time. But yeah. he's also drafted guys that we a lot of yeah. guys, a lot of guys in, in between in, that <laughs> in consecutive years that yeah. have been really bad. Yeah, and obviously we still have to see how this class pans out. But um, Patriots just—I mean, I mean—they grabbed like what the fastest receiver, fastest running back. Like, does that mean nothing? I mean, I like the running back they drafted, Pierre Strong. Um, there are plenty of guys who came out as the fastest ever. In drafts, and, and that that's my thing. Anything. And that's right. my like. If you look back on, uh, there's so many guys. We maybe can, we, we can, can look do, back. Yeah, we could do this another times, day. Yeah. But there are a ton of speed guys whose values skyrocket. Strongest guys, like yeah, because <laughs> of the forty time. Think and, about think about a John Ross. Yeah. Like, look at the situation he's in right now. Those teams, like no, he was a great college player. Don't get it twisted, but like, and he's had his moments in the NFL. He's had his moments yeah, in the league, has. but like, as far as like on draft day, it was like wow. Like, like when, when he went through his pro day and did all that, they were like, yo, like, he's just like a speed specimen like yep. out here. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever. But, you know, and that, 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 that speed shit can only take you so long when you don't got the other things to, to match up with it. And like, like I said, you got like having speed, you have to like, it's like a controlled chaos thing. You have to be able to control your speed. Yeah. I've played with guys who are the like four, two, four, three, but it's like. What like? Yeah, if you not, how does that translate on the field? On the for field, you? like, how what does is your for you? yeah with pads on, running routes? Like, what does your speed look like then? Because yeah. those are the guys that end up, or those are like a guy like Tyreek, speed like that, the shift like, like the thing on. about Tyquan Thornton, who is the second round pick we drafted, traded up to draft in the second round when apparently he was valued as like a fifth round, fourth round pick. Um, so you want another questionable decision, but you know, Bills, Bill, um, yeah, Bill said. What's homie's name? The the first round pick Cole we got. Cole Strange. He's like, yeah, yeah, he wasn't gonna be there much longer. Yeah. <laughs> then you got McVay laughing. McVay about like, oh, we thought he was gonna be there. McVay was like belly laughing, bro. He was like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yo, I felt disrespected seeing what? that. Yo, you I was know like, McVay's yo. on his on his high horse right now after winning that chip. Like, he's really feeling himself. Yeah. Like, can't nobody yeah. tell him shit right now. Nah, yeah, he's definitely in his bag. For sure. <laughs> Clearly, he's comfortable. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Yo, nah, that laugh was really OD. He really, he really like, he had to get that out. He felt the need to make sure that, like, his laugh was known. That was, like, the Kawhi laugh. That was, like, almost as marketable as the Kawhi laugh, bro. That shit was classic. That was, um, like, basically what he said translated to, you see this bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Seriously. Man, but, um... <laughs> Um, Quick um, thoughts on like the AJ Brown trade. Um, I so. think it's like pretty straightforward. He was just like they couldn't meet the number that he wanted. They were like talking about. I think his deal like would have maxed out at twenty mil um, with incentives. With so incentives. sixteen so he mil. Had to, like yeah. do his like due diligence, and then he would have just only been getting twenty mil. And, and this yeah. receiver market, like dudes, is getting the bag. yeah twenty mil is just not enough. Now. And he sees <laughs> that like he's that guy as well. So. The price went up, and they couldn't match. So For me, I, l- I look at guys like Jalen Hurts, uh, Devonta Smith, um, the younger guys, the young and up-and-coming guys, like the development of them and how much that's going to help. Um, but first and foremost, like I hope that offensive line um, is able to hold up and protect Jalen Hurts for, for them to maximize what they have and what they just acquired. Because um, I know I think they just lost uh, Dwayne Brown. Uh, if I'm correct, uh, to retirement. So um, it's Dwayne Brown, right? Dwayne Brandon Brooks. Brooks. Brandon Brooks. Yeah. Um, considered probably their best offensive lineman. So um, I'm not sure whether or not they addressed th- that need, offensive line need. But um, I'm excited for, for guys like Jalen Hurts um, and Devontae Smith and their development um, because obviously – you have to account for a guy like A.J. Brown, and then you combine him with the young and up-and-coming stud like Devontae Smith. Um, you know, they're going to be able to to pose a threat to defenses, and hopefully good things are to come. Um, 
Yeah, I think with both of them healthy, it's really yeah. it's gonna help with uh, Devonte Smith's like development. Yeah, yeah. Just his confidence is like a receiver in the league. Absolutely. So you, you know what I mean. You have those two on the field. Um, I mean, one of them you can't you can't just focus in on on both of them. Like it's either one or the other. Um, and I mean, I think think this is a, a bigger year for Jalen Hurts. Um, and me personally, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I've talked about it a bunch of times, um, and I'm really high on him. So hopefully, you know. We talk about, you know, what they did with the skill positions, but I think for me I look at, you know, what they what they should do on offensive line is make sure that they're able to protect Jalen Hurts. But I mean nonetheless this is a great addition. Um and then, you know, we've seen over time, I always talk about it, we've seen, you know, with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen when he was when he when Stephon Diggs was acquired, um, the leap that Josh Allen was able to take, um you know, you got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um, and then now, most recently, we have hopefully Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown um, along with Devontae Smith. So hopefully they're able to capitalize on the talent that they have on the field. Um, but me personally, I'm excited for that development in Jalen Hurts because I think he's been, for some reason, um, you know, that narrative <laughs> we always talk about with yeah. QBs. Um, that he's not, you know, whether or not he's able to to get it done. Uh, yeah, the questions that I asked about him aren't the same questions that I asked about a Daniel Jones or a Mitch Trubisky or. Hey, Daniel uh, Jones didn't get his fifth year picked up, so. But I, I get your point. His, <laughs> you know I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm I'm ex I'm excited. So I mean, I'm sure everyone will have their eyes on on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, combined with what they just did in the draft, so. You know, good for good for them. Um, and AJ Brown's paid, so I'm sure he's ready to get the ball rolling there. Yeah. All right. So, um, as we were just talking about these receivers, I brought up all three of these trades that happened: um, AJ Brown to the Eagles, Devontae Adams to the Raiders, and Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Just looking at like the trade packages, because. Each of these guys is getting 100 mil a year, at least 25 M's. Devontae got the most. I think he's around 28, 27. Oh, actually, I think Tyreek is higher um, by a mil or two. Yeah, Tyreek. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> just looking at what, what these trades are, who do you think got the best value for the player they got? Um, so we had the Chiefs trade to the Dolphins. Uh, they sent a 2022 first rounder, 2022 second rounder, and the fourth rounder, and then 2023 fourth and sixth round picks. And then we have uh, the Packers trade, which was uh, they got a first and second round picks in the 2022 NFL draft. Um, and then obviously Devontae, uh, or uh, yeah, obviously Devontae got paid when he went to the Raiders. And then the Titans trade their first round pick and then a fourth rounder. Uh, with 101 and 18, and they pay him around 25 M's a year. I mean, I know you're obviously looking for, like, an immediate answer, but, I mean, I think that my answer is heavily dependent upon, like, how these teams succeed because now, like, the bar is set very high, especially for, like, the Oakland Raiders. Um, not the Oakland, the Ve Las Vegas Raiders, sorry. Um, Shout out Oakland. So, yeah, um, it's really dependent upon how these teams succeed. Um, so that, that's my answer to you, but... Um, I mean, these teams are giving up a lot. Like for wideouts, I mean, I thought about what the Rams were able, what they did with Stafford, but that's obviously a quarterback situation. Um, and they were able to translate that into a Super Bowl. Um, yep. So, I, like I said, um, you know, we could we could speculate about that. Um, but like for me, I think it it really depends on you know how how these teams are able to to succeed. Um, like, like who would, who would you guys be most comfortable with out of the, these trades? The Raiders, bro. On my team, the Raiders. What like? I what do you like? Because your first question was different than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, because I, what I'm saying, like, your first question, I think that what the Chiefs got for Tyreek was very fitting, and they addressed a lot of questions on their team in this draft with those picks. So yeah, I think true. that they did. They got the best value for their for their player, yeah. Rather than the Packers or the Titans. Yeah, they got a ton of picks. Like in comparison, especially when you think when you see Devontae's making less, 
Like, yep. the fact that they got five picks or, yeah, five picks out of it, and then they still pay him, you know, around the same. I, I would mean, say this, though. Uh, Devontae's going to a far better quarterback. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> so, no doubt about that. You know that. what I mean? Not not from Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying, like, nah, yeah, yeah, from yeah. the other guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, they're leaving Tannehill. Yeah. And, and dang, he's leaving uh, an all-time great and still going to play with a great quarterback. You know what I mean? There's yeah, no questions around Derek Carr, not as much as there is around Tua and Jalen Hurts right now. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at it like with the Dolphins, I think – um, I think they're uh, the Dolphins' division alone. I think is less competitive than the you know the the pack not the Packers the the Raiders and the, um, the Packers too. Well, the Packers' division is chips right now. Well, wow. no, no, I'm I'm saying like for the teams that receive these guys. Oh, um, like when you look at the the, the Lions and Bears. Is a lion? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say lions, tigers. Come on, bro! Like y'all are up there with the NFC East right now. But um, I mean the AFC East. Um, when we're talking about the the AFC overall, I think that's probably the least competitive division in my opinion. Um, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, so I think um, I think there's less in the way for. There's less in the way of Miami, in my opinion. Um, when we look at it from like a competitive standpoint, because we know how we know how stacked the the AFC is, and I think the AFC East is the least competitive within that least competitive division within the conference. Um, the AFC East does contain like a top three team in in the AFC, though. I get that, but like I mean, you look at the AFC West, like you got the well, yeah, that's the best division of football. That's the best division yeah. of football right now. I mean, you got you got the charge, you got the Chargers, Chargers Raiders, and, Chiefs. And yeah, you got Denver, um, who are all studs, right? All have stud quarterbacks right now. Yeah, but but in, in my opinion, like when you look at, you know, we, we're talking about these respective teams, these yeah. teams in particular. In my opinion, I think there's less in the way of the Dolphins. Uh, with that being said, I think with the talent that they've acquired and the current makeup of the roster, um, both sides of the ball too. Like the Dolphins, you know, they got Jalen Waddle. Um, Combine that with Tyreek Hill, Chase Edmonds, um, yeah. other guys, and then on defense, obviously we know what that defense brings. Um, I think they're, I think they're more equipped to. I think they're, it's likelier for them, in my opinion, to to succeed, just because like I believe that there, there is. I mean, the Bills obviously, but then after that, um, I mean, I think they just beat the Pats twice, um, and typically every year they give them run for their money. Um, that, was believe, without <laughs> yeah. huh? that's without so that's without Tyreek. That's without Tyreek. Yeah. That, that, um, so. and, and then yeah. obviously, obviously the Jets they still have some strides, um, and they're a young up and coming team. Um, and we've agreed earlier that they're not quite there yet. They still have to be proven. And then um, the Bills obviously are the top dogs within that uh, division. Um, but then you look at, you say, Devonte Adams. Devont yeah, Devonte Adams. Um, the AFC West. I mean. He's gonna have to go up against Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson. Um, on top of his defenses, who they're gonna be playing against? Justin Herbert, um, Keenan Allen. Just from that standpoint, um, and then not only the the Chargers, you know, they got the Chiefs um, the and the Broncos, who just acquired Russell Wilson. Um, so that's how I look at it. So I would say that the Dolphins. Um, or like in the best position to. I like think they're in the best position the most to. Out of it. Yeah, to I think I mean just based off like I said, if I'm looking at it from a comp, like, how competitive how competitive they can ultimately the, be? Yeah, like if we're looking at it from that way, yeah, too. that's all. If I'm they looking at it from that way, they gave up a lot, yeah. but they also got yeah. a stud. They get, yeah. like, you know what I mean. They they gave up a lot of picks, but picks don't always pan out, and picks haven't always panned out for the Dolphins. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think that. This right here, yeah. You like you don't have to question. This I mean, but that doesn't like you just know this is yeah. gonna yeah. it's gonna work. For there's, Tyreek. No, there's no Tyreek. There's no yeah, Tyreek in no this draft. There's no issue with him. There with was Ty no Tyreek yeah, exactly. in this draft. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, if something's wrong, it's gonna be Tua, yeah. <laughs> and it's not gonna. It's probably not Tyreek's fault. So ultimately, you just you just add an X factor to your offense. But shit, man, that's not to say that. I mean, 
I think for me, like, the Raiders look pretty scary, too. I mean, I mean, it's not even the fact that, like, obvi- obviously Devontae Adams, like, what he's going to do for the other guys who have already been dominating within that offense, like Hunter Renfro, Darren, um, Waller. Darren Waller, um, hopefully Byron Edwards. Uh, we've talked about him. Uh, me and Donovan talked about him a couple of times and how he's kind of just like a raw – uh, talent and there's expectations surrounding him, but I mean I think like the fact that they're gonna have to account for Devonte Adams, it's gonna do. I think it's gonna do so much for the other guys around him. Um, like I said, that such as the guys that I've named and hopefully um, Derek Carr. He's he's always been solid. Um, and he, hopefully again we talked about guys getting you know that number one receiver. Hopefully he's able to. Obviously he's been in the league for quite some time, but. I mean, hopefully he's able to take another leap, and maybe this puts him over the top um, as far as you know, as a as a quarterback and his legacy. But um, we'll see. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we saw what Stafford was able to do once exactly. surrounded around pieces. Exactly. So Derek Carr right now is in a si- similar situation, whereas he's and he already he, has guys too. He you already know what I mean? has guys. Yeah. You acquire. Yeah. Waller, who's, who's and known to be the bro. best guy in the league, so Ooh. now you you arguably have the best tight end and the best receiver. In I the mean, league. the chemistry's there too. They played yeah. college together, uh, yeah. first at Fresno State. So there's a lot yeah. to be excited about if you you're. Know what I mean, uh, and then their run fan. game is solid. It's not Josh Jacobs isn't a bad back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They obviously could use some help on the O line, yeah. but like you know. In, the, in in this day and age, running backs, you know, yeah. you're yeah. gonna find guys that can that can totally. And everything you. ain't gonna be perfect. Like yeah. you can't fix everything on your team. Something's gonna just not work. Like yeah. you got one position that you're just not gonna be able to address this season, and you just gotta roll with what you got. And so every team's gonna have those gaps. It's just about minimizing how those gaps affect your team overall. And uh, when you got playmakers like Waller, Devontae, um, you still have solid blocks on the O line. Colton Miller was a one of John Gruden's best draft pick, surprisingly. Um, but Derek Carr, I mean, he, all these quarterbacks are, are in good positions, better positions now than they were last year. But Derek Carr is definitely in the best position. Uh, he's just in the toughest division. So, by the way, the uh, the AFC East, the AFC South is probably the least competitive division within the AFC. Yeah. So, With the Texans and the Jags. Oh, Texans, Colts, Texans, Jags. Texans, Colts, Jags. Yeah. Titans, AJ Brown yeah. just left um, the Titans. But, all right, yeah. of these three receivers – Quickly, let's see. I will, I'll just go through each person. Who's going to have the most catches? Who's going to have the most yards? And who's going to have the most touchdowns? Devon. Most catches. Catches, yards. Devontae. Yep. Most yards, Tyreek. Most touchdowns. Who's Devontae? Tyreek. Who's the other guy? AJ Brown. <laughs> who's yeah, the other not, guy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, AJ. Guy. Like, nah. Um, I'll probably say Tyreek. Nah, Devontae's going to have the touchdowns, bro. Um, I think Devontae will have yards and touchdowns. Tyreek will have catches. Interesting. Devon? I mean, uh, Rashad. Um, I think I think Tyreek will have the most catches. Um, and I think Devonte probably have the most touchdowns, and then what's the other one? Is that it? Yards. Yards. Most yards. Um, probably Devonte, I would say. So, none I'm of gonna, us think that AJ is going to lead. I'm going to say I, I'm going to say AJ is going to lead in receptions. Knock on wood. I think he. I just don't want him to get hurt. Like he, he he has a hard time staying on the field. That's the only reason. If he plays AJ's a my guy too, but like, season, I could see him leading the team in touchdowns. AJ, I mean, leading these three. So, in touchdowns. so this is why I think AJ will lead receptions wise. AJ's going up to me against the worst defenses of those. Those other guys have to play against better defenses consistently. Then AJ Brown will have to in the NFC East. That's a good That's point. So the, and I think down. that Jalen, like. It, you, this argument can be used for both sides, but I think that Jalen Waddle will take away from the amount of catches that Tyreek will go will get, and I think that Waller is still going to get a heavy load of the catches, just like a, as like a Kelsey Tyreek type of yeah, thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think you know um, I mean? for me, I, I picked the reason why I picked um, 
I picked Tyreek for most receptions. Um, and I mean, you could ask you could ask me this tomorrow. I'll probably have a different answer. But <laughs> what I was thinking was that, um, like, I think the Miami Dolphins, their offense will their with their receiving core will be about like Quick getting. Game. It would be it would be about like getting guys like in open space, like getting guys like just getting them the ball, screens, like bubbles, just stuff like that. Yeah. All that, all that. Um, yeah. And they have two guys that crossers, are able to do that because they're crossers. Yeah, teams are gonna be teams are gonna be playing off like no other against like. Yeah. More yeah, so yeah, than yeah. anybody else when they play Safeties the Safeties will the be Dolphin. off 25. Yeah. So <laughs> I think – and that's just like – that's the first thing that came to my head was like, oh, yeah, they're just going to – they're just going to like just dump it off, like let him do what he does. And that's what we saw, what he did on the Chiefs too. Um, but yeah. Even those little jet sweep passes. Yeah, like those, that, those count like, as, as yeah, receptions. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like – um, so I, yeah, so I think I think that AJ Brown will have the most receptions. I think that Tyreek will have the most yards. I think Devontae's is still the guy, the touchdown guy. Yeah. I think um, I think he'll be their red zone tar- target because you can't double him and Waller. You're gonna have to pick your poison, and most of the times that that guy who's on the outside isn't gonna. You don't have much. Of a yeah, for me, him. I think like I think of the Raiders now. I just think it's gonna be like, all right, well, we're gonna have to pick somebody to like to yeah. let us just. And I think they're just going to try to eliminate Devontae, Devontae like, entirely. So, it's like, I think, again, like, I think I think um, that they're the guys surrounding. I think Devontae will do more for the guys surrounding him, more so than any of the other guys, because he's, you know, we've already, what he's come to be up to this point. Um, and because, like, again, who's also included in that offense, I think he'll, he'll like I said, He'll be, um, I guess, more of a, a presence more so than any of the other guys. So I think, like again, teams will try and eliminate him, eliminate eliminate him completely. Eliminate um, him. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think, like again, the Dolphins is gonna be like, all right, let's just get the you know our biggest playmakers in space. Um, yeah, so. I, I can see that too. But I also see the way that teams play Tyreek is different than the way teams play against Devontae in that. They know that Devontae is like more of an every down receiver. Like he's yeah. gonna be open no matter what we're what we're running. With Tyreek, the the scare is just the big playability and the deep ball. So like you got guys immediately bailing. So like I just think that the focus will be the focus for his team is gonna be more on him, right? So it's like, you know, He'll Most, just have more attention. He'll have more attention. He'll yeah. have more attention. And it's like that. That's just Jalen Waddle's gonna. Eat. I was gonna say, yeah. Jalen so Waddle's gonna might ultimately feed Waddle more than it does Tyree. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so on that other team, I think it's more of like it's a pick your poison rather than yeah, yeah. Tyreek's clearly better than Jalen yeah. Waddle to me right now. Right, and, right, and, right now, and they do right similar now, things on they the do. field too. So Darren Waller and um Devonte, like comparing that to. You know, even just Tyreek and Kelsey, but having that dynamic of the tight end in the middle of the field, um, who's also Darren Waller is so athletic, he can do anything a receiver does, and then also having like a true X who can go up against anybody. Go up against anyone, that's just a yeah. little more you can do compared and to the two size receivers. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like they're just those dudes are just bigger. Like yeah. both of those guys, both are six those guys foot are plus. over six foot. Yeah, so it's like you know you're gonna have your advantages for sure. Um, it's gonna be exciting to watch though. But uh, this was a good episode. Glad to be back. Um, we will have this posted. We'll have another pod posted next week, so stay tuned. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Zone Talk Podcast, and we'll catch y'all next week. Zone Talk, Zone Talk, Zone Talk. If you want to let it show, girl, all I need is any with a little bit of dope. So as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go. Yeah, never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door. I know what your spots like, I've been there before. Yeah. I left my main hoe, now my son, my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the tone, it's how to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Hey. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. still my buy a crib from north up to prosper. Be killed, these niggas bite me hard. I feel like holy field, these niggas flex too hard. They care about hoes for real. Yeah. 
top speed, oh, D, low, key, on me, top speed, oh, D, low, key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed, yeah. I'm a go top speed. I'm a go top speed, yeah.